Welcome to Startup in Estonia, a podcast where we discuss launching new businesses and the ecosystem needed to nurture great ideas. We talk to the founders of both new and established startups and the benefits they gain setting their businesses up in Estonia through the Startup Visa program. Help your fellow founders to learn more about setting businesses up in Estonia by sharing this podcast. Without further ado, it's time to dive into today's episodes. Here's your host, Joao Ray. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, today, we're very lucky to have two foreign founders who have found Estonia on their way to global success. Uh, we have Yusef and we have uh, Jenya on the show. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, hello. Uh, so maybe we can start with a little bit of background about you both. Uh, Yusef, why don't you start? Tell us a little bit about uh, you. Sure. Uh, so I'm Yusef. I'm uh, from Morocco. I grew up in Morocco, studied in Morocco, lived there for 20 years of my life. Uh, went to France to get my bachelor's and master's in computer science. Works as a developer there for, for a couple of years. Moved to Germany, uh, looking for new adventures in uh, in the professional world, and uh, it was a great experience, um, which allowed me to do a lot of side projects. And one of those side projects actually grew bigger and bigger until it was either continue working or focusing on that project, and uh, ended up uh, choosing focusing on that project. And that's why I'm here today in Estonia. Nice. Yes. What's what's the name of the project? It's uh, my current company. It's Realified. Realified. Yes. All right. So you do virtual reality. Yes, it's it's a virtual reality approach. In a way, it's a whole new philosophy. It actually basically turns anything into virtual reality instantly on a phone. Uh, it could be a regular video, a game, a live stream, anything. Uh, we we decouple the virtual reality. Uh, rendering we decouple the rendering from the virtual reality creation we do that all that kind of process on mobile in real time so it's like yeah, a completely yeah. different approach from, i saw from a demo the other day it's, yes, it's pretty yeah. pretty exciting stuff yeah, yeah. and uh Jenya, tell us a little bit about yourself you also have a very multinational experience True. Behind you, yeah? um, i really don't know how to answer where i'm from because oh. i lived in eight countries kind of the same amount of time oh. and i worked in five and I, well, the countries are Ukraine, Kazakhstan, Russia, Belarus, Estonia, Mexico, United States, and Canada. Um, and all of them added something to who I am. Um, I first came to Estonia 12 years ago as a student. I had nine months to learn Estonian language. That is really wow. hard. Don't repeat that. And then I studied computer science. So the first semester I was crying with the dictionary, the lectures, trying to translate each word. Uh, but then I finished very quickly and left Estonia. But Where I were you studying? Was it in Tallinn? In or? University of Tartu. Tartu. And I'm teaching now there. Nice. Um, and then I left and I worked in Silicon Valley. I also started at Carnegie Mellon in, in the US. And uh, it's so as I have, I have Russian passport, but I only lived in Russia when I was three to six. I know I can't go home there. So for me, home always felt like Estonia. The way I lived only here under four years. So I always wanted to come back, but you always need to have those visas. You always need to have those residency permits. It's right. really hard. 
So working in all these countries, you always have to maintain status. Like if you work, I worked in Silicon Valley, you're afraid to lose your H-1B visa if because you need to yeah. leave the country and so on. And then when I, I worked as a product manager um, in big and small companies, and I always wanted to have my own company. But how can I start? Because non-company will give me the residency permit to leave and do my own thing. So I always wanted to come back to Estonia, but Estonia, I haven't had this startup visa. So I had three choices, either study again, get a job or get married, uh -huh. which one is easier, yeah. right? So I got a job. So when I was missing Estonia after seven years being in Americas, I came back and I had a job here, but, and then I heard of the startup visa program and that even though I was already on the job, visa here I could apply and it was a very easy process so it was the first time in my life where I not only had like skills or money or something I, I, I always kind of had those but I didn't have the opportunity to, to just settle down somewhere and and you know create a company but in all of those other countries where you were before I mean you had the idea in the back of your mind that you wanted to do your own thing I mean I even studied one of my education is entrepreneurship and high right. technology management MBA so and, and working as a product manager it's called like you're kind of the CEO of the product right, right? you're like so it's you like always mini, mini you always help yeah. so, like people so you know the whole process or so I thought <laughs> before I established my company. And so, yeah, so then I could quit my job here in Estonia. Uh, my startup, uh, it was already the beta we prepared with my co-founder. It was verified by Startup Estonia as a startup. So it was very easy to get residency permit. What's the name of the, the startup? Uh, it's called ShareTrip. Uh, we already pivoted once. Uh, pretty sure founders know that when your first idea didn't find a product market fit. So now Now we are connecting people by their interests before, during, and after big events. So think when you go to the conference, like robotics, a startup day here in Estonia, cool conferences. And instead of just like talking to random people and hoping that you will get a great connection and useful contact, you just in advance say like, hey, I want to talk to female founders and they join in advance. And then when you meet, you have this meaningful connection. So yeah, that saves a lot of time. It saves a lot yeah. of time. And I'm really, you see, I see the world now, there's so much social media and it kind of gives you the feeling that you have all those friends but then in reality sometimes you feel so lonely so we want to you know fix this a bit and not only save people's time and money but also help people build meaningful connection first and then maybe professional when you already have the trust to i like other. that you know those products that come from a sort of personal need like if you mm -hmm. go to enough of these events then you also feel like you know there's a there's a disconnect between and we uh, talked with a lot of people right so that when you create the idea you also talk to a lot of people to understand first if, if it's a problem and also to hear them because my perspective is just mine yeah. you need to talk to like 200, 500,000 people to understand because some facts were so surprising that yeah. I would never believe people actually. Like half of the people who go to conferences, guess what? They don't know where they came. Okay. I would never believe that, but it's true. But so we have two founders here who have, you know, different backgrounds, different experiences coming from, uh, you know, living in different places. At what point they felt the need to take their idea further and continuing it. Two very different fields, virtual reality, so very technically, uh, and you know something within the social, social network for, for, for conferences and, and events. So my question for both of you is, uh, in, a, in a nutshell, why, why Estonia? Like, if you think 
your products, your services are very different. But why, why Estonia? Um, I would say I, I would follow something that Genia said is that we, uh, a founder's mentality, like in, in, in a, at one point in his life, he's working, but he always has that in his mind that he wants to do his own thing. And uh, you always get like the money and the time and all that kind of stuff, but you don't get the opportunity to actually work full time on your you company without keeping a full time job. I had that problem in France. I had that in Germany. And uh, actually, in well, let, let me just ask you, if you were in Germany and in France and, you know, you had the visa to work there, mm-hmm. if you had wanted to start your own thing and, and quit your job, what would have happened? Uh it's it wouldn't be possible the the, the resident permit that we have right. stipulates that you right. need to keep a full-time okay. job so when okay. you leave you so, get so that's yeah. the same as you had in the yeah. u.s yeah. in the u.s you need to leave the same day and yeah. imagine wow. like you have the the rental mm-hmm. uh, i have a cat so i travel with my cat around the world so it's really hard so you're afraid mm-hmm. you have this pressure of maintaining your status yes definitely so yeah so i mean for me and also when you look at like processes in germany the process to have a startup in virtual reality doing like completely new things is the exact same process to if you are, for example, a performer or an artist or that kind of things. It, you go through the exact same process if you want to create your own startup. And there's like so many applications because I was living in Berlin and we have like so many artists and and uh, they, it, it's like a big pile of documents all the time. So it would have taken me around eight months, wow, uh, at least, and uh, having an immigration lawyer and going a lot of back and forth. So, and, so, so yeah. the need the need is clear. If you yes. have people who are a little bit more entrepreneurial and they are living in a country uh, where they have a job, a steady job, mm-hmm. uh, but they want to start their own thing, the the current legislation in those countries does not allow them to just start their own company. So, so the need is there. I get that. And I'm sure that when you felt the need, you started to look for where can I do this, right? Uh, Jenny, in your case, you had some connection with Estonia previously, yes, so yeah. you probably were a bit more aware. Uh, but were you looking at other options? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, it was like two ways. First, I loved Estonia. So the first time I lived here, it just... I live in Tartu, not in the capital. It's the university city, and I moved back to Tartu. It's just Tartu steals people's hearts. That's the known fact. (laughs) So people be aware if you come to Estonia, be aware if you come to Tartu, you may be very... You can fall in love and you will just stay there forever, though it's a small city and it's, it's just super cozy there, safe, nice, you know, and... But yeah, I was looking for, because you, of course, you think not about where it will be better for me. You think of where it will be better for your startup. Exactly. So, so well, Estonia has so many things to offer uh, if you don't forget to take vitamin D. Um, right. In the winter. For, in the winter. Well, for the ni- 10 months of the year. Um, what I found when I was thinking before this uh, podcast and I was talking to my friends. So the most important is for me is uh, safety because I don't have a family. So, so I want to c- concentrate on my startup. Sometimes it takes me to some late meetings or, you know, I can work in some cafe. So if walking home is totally, I don't need to worry about that. I can continue listening to some podcasts while I'm working. So Estonia is super safe. Uh, then the second one, the cost of living is uh, still 
and I hope it stays for longer, is relatively low. I lived in, well, Silicon Valley before. My current co-founder, he lives in Vancouver, Canada. So when now he quits his job at Microsoft and imagine we have the same amount of savings because we bootstrap, bootstrap our startup. So my runway is like one year and a half here in Estonia and his would be like three, four months, right? Very different. So yeah, it's still, the price is here and, and the people are super nice. Uh, I, for example, like, you know, when you have salary, like I lived in a cool apartment and stuff. Then when I quit my job, I moved to a very cheap place. I found a roommate first time in 16 years of my life and the people are nice the vibe is nice it's all kind of like very easy safe and allows you to concentrate on your startup the food is cheap for like daily meals is cheap if you don't have time to cook it's just very comfortable and also the airport uh, of Tallinn or Riga for me uh, it's like well connected and there are lots of low costers so if you need to go talk to investors in Ireland or the UK you just like in 50 years and you're there. So for so you, it was more about, you know, uh, uh, you know, being a female founder, it was about, you know, something safe that allows yes. you to focus on your product, not have to worry about other things and then combine that with the low cost of living. True. And for you, Yusef, were you looking at other alternatives outside yes. of Estonia? Because you were in Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't exactly. even know if Estonia was in your radar <laughs> at the time. Actually, funny enough, first time I heard about Estonia, I mean, I always knew Estonia as a country and where it's located and all, but I never knew that it's a digital nation until like last, uh, it was summer 2017, during a startup event, uh, just talking around uh uh talking to some people and they told me, you should check out Estonia, I'd be surprised. And then like... I saw the government website and all. It was like, oh, really? So there are good government websites out there. <laughs> I, I even forgot to mention that because, see, I got used to it when I was a student 12 years ago. Exactly. And after that, imagine like in Estonia when I had like 12 years ago, I had an ID card and those all the bureaucratical procedures were so friendly. When I came to immigration office, they were smiling. They were smiling. Yeah, yeah, they wanted absolutely. to help me. Yeah. And they apologized that the process took like five minutes longer. And I was like, <laughs> where, it's like where I am in a parallel yeah. universe. And after Estonia, I moved to Mexico. And, uh, you know, like, hello, people from Mexico. Like, you know, the difference, like even like postal offices or like Correo de Mexico. Like, like or like getting your residence apparent in the US it's also so many papers like lawyers and stuff in Canada it was friendly and nice but then in Estonia it's very quickly very easy and they say that you can well the startup Estonia advertises um, that uh, you can open your company in 20 minutes I should tell you that's a lie I opened my company in 32 minutes Yeah. But maybe because I'm reading all the instructions. I'm the person who reads all the instructions. It took me exactly 32 minutes uh, to create my first in my life company. It's like, yeah, I can't remember this. I can't forget this feeling. It was just like, wow, now I'm like an adult. Or like, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Yeah, uh, I mean, completely. For me, I, I just just started looking around and watching like videos actually one of the first videos that got me like really interested was one video from working in Estonia uh that done but like Luis Zazera yeah yeah and uh it was like a really funny really well made video uh so it got me interested and it always stayed in a, some part of my head I was that time I was doing two full-time jobs in Germany but when I needed to do one full-time like completely commit to my company uh 
I started looking around, but I always like first thing I looked into Estonia, but I looked into uh, Denmark, uh, Sweden, uh, Finland, France. Oh, I mean, a, a lot of different countries, and in every single one, like the the requirements are crazy. Uh, like are, are com- compared to Estonia, I mean, it's uh, they require you to have like enough money to survive for two years already before coming uh, and with the standards of living of those countries so I think like in Sweden it was something around like, like 80,000 80, euros or well, something like that and as a founder that. you just you yeah. don't have this money yeah, you put yeah. everything to exactly. your startup so I think exactly. obviously in that case you know the, like you were talking about the runway you know yeah, how much yeah, money yeah. You, can, exactly. you need to survive with, exactly. uh, with those costs of living it's and you know it's yes. unthinkable to yeah it. yeah exactly and, and in Estonia it was so funny because like once you're validated as that your startup and also requirements were so easy yes. uh, that you just need to show that it's scale innovative mm-hmm. and scalable mm-hmm. and that's the definition of startup you yes. don't need to show that you're like finding team like has built rocket ships mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. And, and and the thing is what was funny when you when I applied for the residency permit because I got for, for five years mm-hmm. um, because I was already in Estonia so I just changed my status uh, they require something like 130 yes. euros per month and I was like, should I tell the government that it's not, it's not impossible enough. to survive in <laughs> yeah, Estonia yeah, with 130? Yeah. But that's very reasonable because, you know, you may have friends to live in or maybe we don't know what founder will find out. 130 is enough to eat. Well, good. Or pay pay for your phone. It is. But other countries usually count like the average rent, yes, the, the, exactly. the stuff, and then it's really hard to move there. Let's just say that yeah. if you do 130 euros in the winter, you're going to spend a lot of money on vitamin D. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But for me, like that was the thing is that for me, when I started looking at Estonia's way of doing things, it felt to me that it it was founders who actually wrote the Very requirements yeah. for that yeah. kind of stuff. They know that we, we are going to be able to make it. Once, if we have an idea that's, as you said, innovative and scalable and uh, that can go further, um, it's like they see you, they tell you, okay, we see what you want to do, we believe in you, come. And this is the definition of startup and startup founder because... In other countries, it seems sometimes it's like entrepreneurship, right? That you have like all those money, investment. But when you're a startup founder, you put everything. You see, like I moved with the roommate. I found the roommate. I guess you like sometimes you move with parents or like why all those like companies started in some uh, garages, you know, because and and Estonia understands that. They don't say like show us your money and then we will see if we allow you to in. They say like, hey, you have good idea. It's Uh, it's, it's not a golden Just come and yeah. And and we will help you. Founder founder focus. Exactly. Show us that you're a founder. But when you when when you were looking at, you know, Denmark and in other countries, uh, did you actually go through the process? Did you try to understand how long it would take? Or like, how was the process? I mean, because Jenny, you said that, you know, starting the company, 32 minutes, uh, a little bit longer than the 20 that they advertise. And 100, <laughs> 190 euros, but yeah. for the process of the visa itself, how long did it take? How, how was it like? I, for me, I was in Berlin at the time. Uh, they have, the, there is an embassy, Estonian embassy there, but... I went there. It's it's very interesting because you can't enter there. You just have like an intercom in the front of the the house. And I rang there and told them, "Oh, I actually want to start a visa. Can you help me?" And they were so surprised. They told me, "Yeah, but you can't do that here." And uh, we recommend maybe you should go to uh, an embassy in Paris. I was like, "Why?" If I was going to go to Paris, might as well go to to Tallinn <laughs> <laughs> to do that. 
So, so I did just that and just like booked my tickets, came here and uh, yeah, the process for me, I mean, it took, the hardest part about it was, I think they're not really used to foreign founders coming to Tallinn to actually apply for the startup visa. Uh, they're more like used to having foreigners being in their, in their countries and applying there. So the officers here didn't really know about startup visa or what's the requirements. And they were always confusing it with temporary resident permits, which mm. requires you to have a company that's already set up. Right. So I had some back and forth there. I went like a couple of times, but I always was in contact with Startup Estonia. And uh, every time I would just go to their office, there would be someone talking to me. They even got some government representative involved who emailed and phoned the police and border guard control. And uh, yeah, so even though there were hurdles, but it was like handled in two or three days. Uh, I think it was two days that like of, of, uh, of just discussions. But like on those kind of processes... I mean, it's on a different country to get a government level person involved and telling that and changing the process of the police and border guard control. That would take months yeah. <laughs> in yeah. other countries. But it took a couple of days and that just like shows how if, if they believe in you, they're going to just make it happen. And I think this plays a little bit, you know, with what you were saying, you know, regarding the government officials is that, yeah. the, you know, they want to see you succeed right so they're yes. they're trying to help you to get the process uh, through yeah and in my case when i came when my startup got uh, approved by startup estonia it's super easy to change the status or apply for this visa you don't need all i had to do is to just bring this approval that startup estonia mailed actually not even bring just mm-hmm. like have the number that they can find in the system and then just show insurance that you have insurance and this like 130 uh, euros per month and that was it and when i came uh, to the uh, to the immigration office this uh, person who was processing my documents she was so nice you just i, I just can't like keep like, like I, i can't stop talking about how nice the people are at immigration office in estonia because each time i come there it's like a firework on my heart you know like like because she was because uh, this um, entrepreneurship um, Uh, p- permit uh, costs 190 euros and she worried that it was too much so she tried to find a way for me to get some other permit because uh, she, she was looking oh my god but you finished university in Tartu and they speak Estonian like why we don't even give you citizenship oh, no I mean of course uh, but she was like asking like you're so loving Estonia why you need to pay 190 euros it, it's it's weird and she was trying to find maybe I can like find some other way of uh, permit like settling and stuff but I told like don't worry though it's big money and especially for founder who quits her job but let me pay it I love Estonia but imagine another country where the person instead of just like stamp stamp sign here yeah, yeah, yeah. she really took it seriously think, like I helping she probably just had her vitamin D <laughs> <laughs> it was during no it was in February it was in February so. yeah, so maybe. yeah but, but in your case you obviously have now a five Five, five year, year. Uh, it's first permit. time in my life can you imagine like But i can relax and work on my startup without, without uh, uh, every year like yeah without But updating for you, yeah. yeah i mean for me i'm just gonna join on that uh people being nice for me i said that there were some back and forth because uh, like they didn't know about the procedure but the thing is like when i 
what they were telling me is that like we would we we want we, they were super nice and they tell they were telling me we would like to actually take your documents and do that but we're not sure that this is the right process and we don't want it to see it rejected being rejected so that's why we advise you to look more into it and talk to so that's why like i i talked and all and uh it was really interesting because the the one who to, who took my my application at at that point she told me i hope it goes through at all because like i i i'm not really sure but we got calls so i'm i'm thinking that yeah that's gonna be good and like for me, I've been through immigration offices so much in France because every, I was studying there every year. I need to to do that to do that, and uh, work permit is like even worse uh, in Germany. The same, and there, people there aren't as friendly. Uh, I mean, yeah. So it's uh, they it's, just do their job. They do, do they just do their job robotically. Here with the heart, exactly like, here, it's like the heart that's added but into your it. Your permit is valid for. Uh, for me, I still have the startup visa. It's like one year, but I'm actually, I want, I'm, I'm going to be switching to the temporary residence permit as well, because it's like such a, it's the same process, just having a company, <laughs> that's all. And uh, it's just for me that, you know how startups work, you have so much things to do, it's just that thing that's in the corner of my head that needs to be done. Thank you for listening to the Startup in Estonia podcast. We're going to get back to the show shortly. But before that, here's a quick message. The Estonian startup visa is meant for non-EU startup founders who wish to be part of one of the smallest but liveliest startup communities in Europe as a founder. Under the startup visa program, a startup is defined as a business with the goal to develop and launch an innovative and repeatable business model with great global growth potential, which also contributes significantly to the development of the business environment in Estonia. The program allows you to take advantage of one of the world's best business environments and a buzzing startup scene. To learn more about the program, please visit www.startupestonia.ee slash visa. And now, let's get back to the show. But let's 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 be real. I mean, I'm yeah. sure that you know government officials can be very friendly. Yeah. The the process is maybe not without its flaws. Yes. So what can be improved in the process of of you know the the startup visa? Uh, you know, you you said that there was some back and forth. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can give as feedback that can be done better for uh, you know for the next wave of people coming here? Because obviously for the, for the government, the goal is to scale this. So, so what what can be some of the things that if you if you think of this as a startup, how can we scale? For me, the main feedback that I I've got, I mean, there are two points. The first one was about like awareness of the government, I mean, of the, the the immigration officers and that kind of stuff. So they they know more. But that as uh, as I was talking to startup Estonia about it when I was going through it, they told me like, uh, yeah, it's good for us to see this happening, so we can now educate. So that education part is is something that needs to be done, but that's that's already been done. Um, the second part is I talked to actually a lot of like people I know around the world who might be interested in this. But for example, in North Africa, if you want to apply for a startup visa, you need to go to Egypt mm. or or Turkey. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, one of, one of the two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like an additional step into doing that whole process. Um, so like it's, it would be interesting to have... Uh, 
the, the startup visa available in more countries without having to travel to a completely different country to apply for it. That's for me the main thing that could be improved because there are a lot of founders who would love to have this opportunity, but yeah. When I think about, if we think about it as a product, it's very important to have great onboarding. And in this case, if we think about like product onboarding, it can be two ways. Uh, for example, first, if you have an idea and many founders made up, like, is it a startup? And some people, you know, they think it's startup, though it's not startup, so, so on. So why then waste time like applying? Because the application was very short and easy, but mm -hmm. still, maybe to have some, you know, test, like test the idea, if it can qualify for the startup definition of startup Estonia to come make like some gamified or, or like and that when you can put and then if well in this case actually they can also collect the emails of people to then like continue communication with them but if if it's something scalable uh, I mean if, if it's a startup uh, then they can say like okay and now you can go and apply so it can save a bit time for founders and uh, second I worry a bit about what what happens with the founder with the foreign founders who just like arrive to Estonia like does somebody like greet you or like helps you with finding um Well, I guess when, to... when you come when you come without yeah. the visa yet, you come on a tourist visa because then you come. No, a... you enter with uh, a startup visa. I mean, I mean, for me, I I, I already had like my oh, my just, residence card yeah. German one, so it, so it was still, of, yeah, yeah, I was you part, were part of, of Schengen, that. so it was just yeah. a tourist yeah. who yeah. comes here to visit, but, and then in the process of being here, they apply for the startup. But visa. I would, but I would, what I get actually a lot uh, is that uh, there is the Slack channel of uh, foreign, foreign founders. founders. Yeah, I love and, this one. And I get a lot of people who are like, "Oh, we got the startup visa, and we want to know like how how." hard to, to find an apartment yeah, yeah. Uh, where can I search uh, how much is it going to cost me so and that's, and that's a little bit on the follow-up of the onboarding which is yes. after you got it yeah. okay now you're here yeah. now what so But let's talk a little bit about those issues like once you're here what what's missing in terms of support or, or, or how was that like you know finding the apartment obviously for you Jenya you knew a little bit yes. where to look. So and I speak was, the language. And you speak the language, so it was easier. And you had been to Tartu. But for you, Yusuf, how For how me, uh, finding an apartment was a very interesting process to me because I found one the first day I was in Estonia. Wow. <laughs> It's pretty... Yeah, but actually, lucky. yes, I know. Uh, it was actually an Airbnb uh, that I got to stay for like first couple of weeks, like uh, for, for two weeks, I think I did uh, the booking for it. And I met with the person, they were like young uh, and uh, we were talking, they were asking me, what are you doing here? And showed them what I do and showed them the product. And they were like, so, I mean, so interested in it. And they were like, oh, if we can help you with anything, just let us know. And I'm like, actually, I want this apartment <laughs> for free for I, two I years. Want an, I want an apartment right now. And uh, it would be great if I can rent this out of you. They were like, oh, we weren't really planning on doing that. But yeah, if we can help you with that, definitely. Okay, so obviously you, in that sense, you were both very, very lucky or you, yeah, had, you had the yeah. connections. But but let's talk about, you know, the the, the support, even from the community, like mm -hmm. you said, the Slack channel. Yes. Like, well, is the Slack community helping each other to kind of find these apartments? And uh, Slack was added recently I don't think it's even like one year old because we yeah. have those foreign founder founders meetups every month but I think it's been only like five or so mm -hmm. and for well if you ask me what can be improved uh, my only <laughs> sad kind of like 
um, <laughs> disappointment, I can say, that all the events happen only in Tallinn. And I understand right. The, the, right. the reason behind that. But I live in Tartu. It's very easy. Like, it's, it's buses are very frequent. It's like two and a half hour bus. But the thing is, like, when it uh, ends, uh, like, late... And people usually go to somewhere like to eat, have a dinner. I can't. I need to go to the bus. And I ask the community, like, please come to Tartu, like, do something with Tartu. And there are some events, but they're not with the foreign founders. They are with like local uh, startups. Uh, but I really love the vibe of our foreign founders community here. Uh, after this slack uh, has been added, for example, uh, like a few weeks ago, I was super happy to that somebody goes to slash event uh, one of the founders and he was like hey Jenia are you doing something like does your start startup like I was like yeah you know can you test our new features because Perfect. like we just rolled new features so we went with him and, and, and we just like helping each other not, not only you know upvoting each other on product mm -hmm. hunt mm -hmm. but like it's just it's a nice uh, community but yes. on, on that on that I would add that um For the, this onboarding process, what I would advise foreign founders to do is just not to be afraid to talk to people. Yeah, ask, ask for, uh, ask for help. Ask for help, beca yes. because one of the rare things that I've seen here and that I haven't seen elsewhere is that people are genuinely willing to help you. They may not smile. Yes. Initially. <laughs> initially. But um, yeah. it doesn't, it's just the lack of vitamin D. Okay? Yes, exactly. Uh, but, but if you ask, yeah, everybody is helpful. And I think within, within the foreign founders here, a lot of them have gone through the same issues yes. that, uh, you know, a new person coming might encounter. So, the, you know, the, the answers are out there. Yeah. And there uh, are people with families, right? Exactly. I'm, for example, traveling with my cat. So you can ask me, like, how to import your animals to the country. And so, <laughs> so, 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 so you always will find, because founders are like weird um, people <laughs> like uh, so you can find support so, so how how has been um for your both uh, you know your startups your companies how has being in estonia helped you uh from you know growing the product or developing the product um how has it been beneficial to be in estonia for a virtual reality company and for a social uh, a social company for for events how has that been helpful I mean, for me, uh, for the company it's in itself, not as a virtual reality company, is first being able, having the opportunity to work on it full time for the first time uh, since uh, some wanted to. Um, but uh, I would say it's the community here is so amazing. Like everyone, no one is out of reach in a way. So if you want to have feedback on like you have you, you want to do customer testing you'll find that you'll be able to do that you want advice on fundraising you're gonna go to someone who's done it multiple times in their life successfully and you're gonna get feedback out of that and uh, uh, for virtual reality myself like Estonia is not re is compared to other countries is not a technophobic nation because like technology is part of their daily life so People are willing, when you say, do you know about virtual reality on mobile? Oh, yes, I tried it. And most people answered, this is their answer. Whereas in Germany, I was like, virtual reality, I get a lot of people looking at me really weird. Like, what's, what's a virtual reality? So for, you, for you, it can also work as a test bed. <laughs> exactly, for, uh... exactly. For, uh, for me, it's, uh, it's, I, I can test that. I can have like a window into the future about what other com uh, other countries we're gonna, uh, are going to have in like two, three, four years. Um, 
So it's allowed me I, to I test. I think you were even testing something with, uh, was it with uh, real estate? Yes, definitely. Uh, I talked to real estate companies and they were like, uh, yeah, I, I was like the customer interview, you try to do it as unbiased as possible. But for them, they, when I said like VR, they already told me we do this in VR and this in VR and this in VR. I see that they're so advanced in there and I could instantly see where the value could be added. And that's something that I didn't get in Germany, that I didn't get in France. And uh, people are so knowledgeable and, 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 and open to, and these open new to actually yeah. helping you know where you, your products will fit with what you're doing with, with, with their product. Genia, what about, yeah, what about you? I can add product? to this uh, because you also should not forget that Estonia is a very small country. Mm-hmm. It's only 1,300,000 people and a very small in size. And this is very helpful for you as a founder because. As a founder, what I found out during the first year, you fail every day. So whatever you try, even if you think that you're, I thought I was smart, now I have some doubts. Uh, but like everything I tried like didn't work out. But when you keep like you determined and you keep doing, um, I can say there are like cheerleaders all around me, not. But uh, because country is small, you can reach people with not six handshakes, but like, let's say with two. And this was very, after we pivoted and our product is now way better than it was the first version. For example, when I started to talk about that, then people say like, hey, I can introduce you to those people who may be interested. So you can get a lot of interest. And though you may not yet do sales, it helps a lot with the user research. It's it's like amazing. And actually, few, few times I went to do user research and it ended up to be a handshake deal so and it's super nice because i may still afraid to to like you know go and approach but people will say me no no Jenny, just go tell them because they're looking for the product like that just like friendly you know right. to, to mm-hmm. talk because in some other countries like you need to be more like i don't know like uh, arrogant or like you know like more formal like more f- <laughs> like if you go set like you need to be this like tough founder oh. who like goes and, and knows he, he's you need, a, you need to look bigger than, than yeah what you and, like and here this is like a it's a culture that is in Estonia like uh, like people are kind of like all the same like, like imagine like everybody wears t-shirt right and you can talk to, to almost everyone you can reach almost everyone and you can and this helps a lot the startup and i've heard uh, several people say that like estonian market is really good for testing your idea uh because it's small it, it's well connected and then you can go and scale uh i will tell that not in all cases it works because in our previous idea it kind of worked for estonia then it didn't work for scaling so you need to be smart in that but for example for user testing for getting feedback for getting your first deals like first partnerships uh, it's easier to but clearly you both have uh, global ambitions on you know taking your products outside of Estonia yeah Estonia is not going to be the market for your products but it's a good test bed for some of the Uh, yes well I hope uh, we applied to Y Combinator second time we're now at Y Combinator startup school um, that is super helpful Uh, today I'm meeting in the evening Techstars Lisbon uh, manager who was interested in our startup so but the plan is uh, that uh, probably for growing, I guess Silicon Valley works better because you also have those closer connection with the people who you need. But I love the amount of talent in Estonia. So my idea, my dream has always been to, you know, have like sales office in California and to have development office in, in Tartu. 
<laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna yeah. move from there. Yeah. Like in Estonia, because people are smart, hardworking, and it's like Europe. It's easy to fly if you even need to, to you know, have some other offices and partnerships. So that would be my dream. So, so let's check if it's in three years. How, can... how, how is it with how is it with the fundraising? Is Estonia a good place to do fundraising for your companies, or like you said, Jenny, it's just. It's okay because it's accessible by playing to other places where the money is. Well, I can tell you, like, kind of like, mm, I love Estonia, right? Let's remember. Uh, but in May, uh, we were selected uh, as a top like travel tech startup set to the accelerator in Dublin. So I was in Dublin with our startup. And in Ireland, for example, they give 60,000 euros for, for all startups just like go build a prototype or for example as I'm a female founder and there is certain difficulties um, uh, in correspondence with that for example you know only like in the US only 2% of VC of of capital is for female founder startups only 2% because you kind of like naturally both men and women still kind of biased and they believe that like men will get and go and get it and women like kind of like thinking about risks and not that risk averse so there are lots of things so in Ireland the whole like enterprise Ireland they work and like also they have like programs for female founders and so on so while I was during this accelerator they were coming and telling like hey just move your company to Ireland. Ireland so we can give you like 60,000 euros and also all the support as a female founder and then I started to feel that okay and then I came to back to Estonia and I had a very honest talk with startup Estonia about like why we don't have that and uh, we had really reasonable talk they explained like what that they are using that money for the like, supporting the community and br- bringing more foreign founders so it's k- kind of But in other countries, I would say that sometimes it's easy in terms of... But again, in Dublin, living, uh, cost of living in Dublin is like, wow. Like, yeah. it's very expensive. But I think I think here, uh, you know, with some startup Estonian initiatives, they're also trying to, to strengthen the female founders network and maybe even the support for uh, for that. How? But, uh, well, with, with starting with events, I think they, they're going to start some initiatives with events for female founders. And maybe, uh, you know, down the line, maybe there'll be some some support like financial for for that but no I, I don't think... say that female founders should get support and male founders should not get financial support I was not talking about financial mm-hmm. support uh, financial support should go to everyone mm-hmm. uh, the thing is that uh, in Ireland or in Y Combinator for example is done that they give like additional lectures to female founders yeah, where so other successful exactly. female founders exactly. come so and they say like hey go girl do it exactly. like you can and do I, it I think here in Estonia that there are already some events there are, uh, they're amazing uh, we have like uh, some great founders successful for example Trin Kask she's amazing she is a founder serial entrepreneur and founder of Never Code uh, she's Estonian entrepreneur and when I came to her though she's already successful and awesome and I came to her and I was like Trin I don't know what to do I feel like so and she was like go Jenny you can do it you're a badass so now I feel like we're friends you know <laughs> yeah, and you have you know you have Carly from Jabatical you have mm-hmm. Crystal from uh, Teslio so you know they are great are, inspirations yeah, exactly. true yeah, true yeah. But yeah. uh, Yusuf, what about the fundraising? For, for me, about the fundraising is um, I I wasn't like at the stage of the company that I'm at right now. I'm able to like bootstrap it, so I wasn't really looking for for uh, for fundraising. But even then, like I'm starting to think about it, and just saying that to some people is like. Yeah, we know this person that we can introduce you to. This person invests in VR. This person can can do that. Uh, uh, just like. Uh, Even from startup Estonia, 
I'm getting like uh, messages all the time from uh, Irina from Startup Estonia, who's always telling me, yeah, th- I was in this, this event and this person was really interesting. So I talked to him about what you're doing and I can introduce and he was really interested if you want to, when you are going to be fundraising, you can talk to him, I can make an introduction, all that kind of stuff. So like, even before I'm thinking about fundraising, I already know who are the persons who, are gonna, who I'm going to be talking to for fundraising. We're almost running out of time, but I want to ask you about uh, other people joining your your company. Have you uh, is that in your mind to get you know local uh, talent here to join your company or attracting people from outside of Estonia to join you down the road? For me, um, I got like uh, someone who joined me last summer. Um, who's uh, the content creator for our company right now. And uh, he's Estonian. Um, he's from BFM. And then met him just on a, in, a, in an event, a startup event, and just talked. And, and for me, just talking to people in startup events, it was like so, so, they were so, when they like what you do, they're going to be interested in joining. Because like there, people here have that entrepreneurial drive. There's this, joke that like every Estonian has a startup or something like that (laughs) but uh, that's the thing so if they're willing but uh, I'm also like open to do something like what Togol is doing having like uh, everyone all across all around the world working remotely yeah yeah, true well uh, when when uh, we had an intern this summer so from the University of Tartu because I teach product management there so people were asking if they can intern at my company so that was easy we even didn't need to pay to the person and she did the amazing job. You have no idea how amazing she was. And, um, and we also, when the first iteration of the startup, we were like, we were thinking to be like remote first and we had because, well, but all my, those re- remote people who were working for us, they all came to Estonia because I love Estonia so much. Like I spread, like spread this love. So as they were like digital nomads and they, and actually one girl like who helps us with the design, she's a digital nomad. She, she has been to like 80 or more countries and she came to Tartu and she says that it was, yeah, the ideal spot to have a base in the world for her. Can you imagine how nice. awesome it is? Nice. Yeah. Because it's like safe, free people, because she has like dreads and stuff. Nobody looked like weird at her and she loved it. And Super. a lot of like street art and like totally happy old people who come here. So Super. So guys, I want to thank you both very much for coming on the show and sharing your stories of, uh, you know, how you ended up coming to Estonia, how you're uh, doing here. And I hope that uh, you're going to stay. You're going to, you know, scale your products globally, uh, take over the world and, uh, and enjoy what Estonia has to offer. And I hope that in a few months we, we get back in touch and see, see where you guys are doing. Definitely. Thank, thank you, thank you for having for us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's it. Thank you very much for listening.